everyone, this is Adel Kozilski and you're listening to The Infinite Loop, a place for conversation, inspiration and connection. There's a great story told about the French leader Napoleon Bonaparte. It says that once he was traveling through a small Jewish town in Europe when he entered a synagogue. There he saw an incredible sight. Men and women were sitting on the floor on small stools, holding candles while reading from books and weeping. The synagogue had an elaborate chandelier, but only a few candles were lit. And if not for the small candle lights, this magnificent synagogue would have been in complete darkness. It was a rather gloomy and sad sight to behold. Napoleon asked, why are these people weeping? And he wanted to know what misfortune had happened here. An enlightened Jewish French officer told him that nothing new and terrible had happened, but in fact that the Jewish people had a custom to gather once a year on a day they call Tisha B'Av, the ninth day of Av, because it's a day that marks the destruction of the Jewish people's temple twice in history. They built a magnificent temple in Jerusalem and both were destroyed. And after the second temple was destroyed, the people were scattered all over the world and went into exile. They escaped and they managed to build homes all over the world. But somehow the Jewish people exist still today with neither their, their country nor their temple. And in order to commemorate these sad events, they gather once a year in the synagogue to fast, pray, and read sad prophetic writings concerning the destruction of their temple and their land. And so, said the Jewish officer, what you see here is actually happening in Jewish communities across the world. Napoleon then said, well, how many years have they been doing this for? To which the Jewish officer replied, over 2,000 years. Upon hearing this, Napoleon exclaimed, a nation that cries and fasts for over 2,000 years for their temple will surely be rewarded again with the rebuilding of their temple. I shared the story because I have just broken my 26-hour fast in commemoration and remembrance of this destruction. This year, however, was not like all other years, because this year we did not gather in the synagogue to pray. Rather, we were confined to our own homes, and the best we could do was zoom into someone reading the Book of Lamentations. And I looked around at my family and thought, how much more bizarre can this really get? It's enough that we mourn on a national level. Now, we're being forced to do this individually, ourselves. And more than that, is what is this really all about? Why has God seemingly chosen to make things even more difficult for us? Even more, why should we be still mourning a building destroyed so long ago? Does it really have any relevance for us today? <laughs> Come on, let's face it, right now, it makes more sense to sit on the floor and maybe mourn our present situation. 
truth be said, after some thought, I realized that this day, which we should spend in reflection and contemplation, is in fact more relevant than in any time before. The emphasis of the day is the destruction of a magnificent temple that stood in the center of Jerusalem. We are told that anybody who ascended to Jerusalem and came upon the temple saw and felt the presence of God. And with its destruction, the opportunity was lost. So, for the next 2,000 years, until this present day, we have been taught to make, quote, a dwelling place for God, unquote, amongst ourselves. So initially, and seriously, until now, that meant that central to our lives, we should have synagogues and places of worship. But then, enrolled 2020, and COVID-19 came along, and all those places of community were closed, doors locked, windows shuttered. And not only for the Jewish people, but for all faiths. Could there be a message here? I believe there is. The show is overtly over. Until now, our demonstration of believing and connecting to a higher force was expressed in the synagogue and in other places of worship. Now with that gone, we have been forced to ask, so where's our temple? The answer? It's in our homes. We've been forced to live in isolation and look at our immediate surroundings with scrutiny. We have needed to repair, restore, and revive the core of humanity, our family. We have had to work very hard to connect, reconnect, and even forge new relationships to question our values and our priorities. And in doing so, we have started to build our own new miniature temples, places of peace, love, friendship, morality, and integrity. And you know what? It didn't even stop there. There is another temple that needed rebuilding, ourselves, the temple of the heart and of the mind. The deafening silence of quarantine gave much space for thought and contemplation. Who am I? What purpose do I fulfill? What can I do better? How do I see myself? And I think for a lot of us, this has been a process of self-discovery and opportunity. So for me, I've seen this as a process of contraction. First, we had a huge edifice that was a temple for the world. Then we contracted and created smaller edifices that sustained our communities. And now, we've contracted yet again into our personal spaces with only those who are close to us. And finally, we've been demanded to contract into ourselves. So are we stuck here? Is this the end? No. In fact, this is now like a caterpillar who's going to blossom into that beautiful butterfly. Just like we have contracted, we now have to expand. <laughs>
We need to take the lessons we have learned from building a new temple inside of ourselves and expand, go out and start building another person's temple on the new values that we have established. Now more than ever, we are connected with long lost relatives, old school friends. We are connecting and forging better relationships with work colleagues. And we are even finding space for the poor and destitute amongst us, the strangers in our midst. Now that's expansion. And just like we contracted, we too will expand more and more. And as we do so, we are going to create more caring and responsible communities based on brotherhood and love. And we will re-establish temples, neighborhoods of peace, kindness, and goodness. And ultimately, our combined efforts of expansion have and will continue to add bricks to that temple in the sky whose physical building and restoration we pray for every day. Let's hope that this year will be the last time we sit on low stools and mourn. It's time for us to embrace our infinite new world. So go out and play your part in building our temple.